When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Jake Crumpler. What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler, and it's the weekend, so as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter, and you can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball-related from Friday, July 21st. We'll start off, as always, with the transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league. It was a light day on Friday. The only IL placement we had was catcher Jose Trevino of the Yankees being placed on the 10-day IL with a right wrist tear. Trevino will miss the remainder of the 2023 season. Ben Rortvet was recalled and will be the backup to Kyle Higashioka behind the plate in the Bronx. And the only transaction we had was relief pitcher Genesis Cabrera of the Cardinals being traded from St. Louis to the Blue Jays. And before we look at the notable performances from Friday, we've got a quick word from Underdog Fantasy. You want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you can pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHER list p-i-t-c-h-e-r-l-i-s-t all one word all caps and underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with right off the bat again that's underdogfantasy.com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with the promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to 100 you must be 18 years or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. Now we can look at the notable performances from Friday, a day in which we had a full slate of 15 games, though one of those games was suspended. It was the matchup between the Red Sox and the Mets, and it will be resumed on Saturday. We'll kick things off with our hitters leading off with who went off in Oakland bashing a trio of home runs. He went three for four with those three home runs. He scored three times and knocked in four runs. He's up to 17 home runs on the year now. All three home runs had an exit velocity of at least 100 miles per hour and Tucker is the sixth player this year with three home runs in a game. And while Tucker has fallen off defensively after winning a gold glove last year, that hasn't been the case at the dish. He's in the midst of his best offense season. He's walking more than ever and striking out less than ever. And the trio of home runs on Friday put his power back on pace with his previous two 30 home run campaigns. And with 17 steals already, Tucker is well on his way to another 25-25 season and is one of the most elite five category fantasy contributors in baseball. 
Michael Massey also had a big game in New York, producing a multi-home run performance of his own. He went two for four with those home runs. He scored twice and knocked in four runs. He's up to six home runs on the year, and each of his home runs traveled with an exit velocity of at least 101 miles per hour. And with eight career home runs in 123 career games, Massey was one of the least likely multi-homer candidates entering Friday, but I don't think this game was really a fluke. Massey displayed power throughout his time in the minors, hitting 21 dingers at high A in 2021 and 20 between AA, AAA, and the majors last year. Outside of Friday, he has yet to tap into that power, but StatCast believes he still owns a powerful stroke. The left-handed hitter is the largest expected slug underperformer in baseball among baseball savants to find qualified hitters. Unfortunately, his current 600 OPS has not only caused him to become completely irrelevant in fantasy, but it has also taken away from his playing time in the Royals lineup. Massey is currently platooning at DH and second base, but maybe with the players being shipped out at the deadline and better batted ball luck, he can garner more playing time and thus some additions to deep fantasy rosters. And lastly, Henry Davis had a big game in Anaheim as he went three for four with a pair of home runs. He scored twice and knocked in two runs. He's up to four home runs on the year now, and both of his home runs had identical distances of 410 feet, and the 2021 overall pick has lived up to the hype thus far. He's batting 295 with an 854 OPS and has displayed enough athleticism as a catcher to play every day in the corner outfield. Davis also made history on Friday, he became the first player to hit a pair of home runs in a game off of the legend Shohei Otani. That's no small feat, but to do so as a rookie is immensely impressive. At this point, I think Davis's performance is starting to beg the question of whether he can be rostered as an outfielder and not just as a catcher. He's obviously someone that should be rostered in all 12 team leagues as a backstop, but with great bat to ball skills, burgeoning power, some speed tacked on, and the stat cast numbers to back it all up, I think it's fair to consider Davis as an option in 10 team leagues with five outfielders. But if you'd like a breakdown of the other notable hitting performances on Friday, check out the Daily Batters Box article over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the mound to look at the notable starting pitching performances, opening with Jake Irvin versus the Giants as he earned the win, tossing six and two-thirds innings, allowing just five hits and a walk and three earned runs. He struck out nine batters. He induced 13 whiffs with a 30% CSW, and he did this all across 111 pitches. He easily set a career high in strikeouts with those nine, with his previous best being six, which he's done twice before this season. Irvin induced nine whiffs with his fastball, but the pitch only went for 24% CSW, and the rest of his pitches were unspectacular. This start seems like a one-night party in which he got very fortunate on balls in play. The rookie right-hander doesn't really stand out in any particular category with with his ability to induce weak contact being his strongest skill. Irvin has a three-pitch mix that he uses equally, so each of them he throws a third of the time, and despite his effectiveness on Friday, his four-seamer is his worst pitch. However, PLV rates both his curve and his sinker in the top 25% among those pitch types. So if he leaned away from the four-seamer and became a more sinker curveball focused pitcher, there's a chance he could reach another level. As things currently stand though, I'll be skipping Irvin's next start against the Rockies on the road despite the favorable matchup. Seth Lugo also did really well in Detroit as he earned the win, tossing six innings, allowing six hits, two earned runs, three walks while striking out seven. He induced 14 whiffs with a 35% CSW across 99 pitches. He sliced and diced Tigers hitters with his hook. The pitch induced eight whiffs and a 50% CSW. Lugo has made one of the smoothest bullpen to rotation transitions I have ever witnessed. He was so solid as a reliever that I was almost confused why he would switch to the rotation, but so far it has worked out. He 
he is just a Toby, otherwise known as a solid pitcher with a sub 25% strikeout rate, but the right-hander continues to be effective by throwing strikes and forcing a plethora of ground balls. Despite his fastball coming in at just 93 miles per hour, it plays beautifully alongside his high spin curveball. It is in the top 5% among four-seamers, according to PLV, and lands in the zone more than 72% of the time. Lugo may not be a must-roster in all 12-teamers with his lack of punch-outs, but he should be rostered and kept on watch list as a frequent streaming option, like in Lugo's next start when he's scheduled to take on the Pirates. And lastly, Peter Lambert went off in Miami, tossing five scoreless innings to earn the win. He allowed just three hits and a walk while striking out three. He racked up eight whiffs with a 30% CSW across 77 pitches, and Lambert really took advantage of his opportunity to pitch outside of cores. He did his damage with his fastball slider combo. Both pitches recorded CSW rates of at least 32%, and this was Lambert's second start since re-entering the rotation. He was a starter in the previous two seasons, but he started this year in the bullpen, and it's sort of difficult to judge a starter based on their numbers as a reliever, but there's not much about his current skill set that intrigues me from a fantasy perspective. His only above-average skills are his strikeout ability and his ability to induce grounders, and neither of those metrics is in the top 50 among relievers. From an Arsenal perspective, his slider is the only pitch that PLV likes, yet it hasn't produced many positive results. And on top of all of that, Lambert calls Coors Field his home, and that's the worst place for a pitcher to pitch. I don't see myself streaming Lambert at all this year, even against the Nationals in his next start. But if you'd like a breakdown of every single starting pitching performance from Friday, give the Plus Pitch Podcast a listen and check out Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup over on PitcherList.com. And now we'll look at the relievers that got saves and the closers that pitched outside of save situations or blew their saves, starting with the saves guys. Clay Holmes earned save number 12. Pete Fairbanks got save number 11 as he struck out the side. Emmanuel Class A racked up save number 26 as he's tied for the American League lead with that total. Ryan Presley got save number 23. Carlos Estevez number 22. Kyle Finnegan earned save number 13, acting as the closer with Hunter Harvey on the IL. Adbert Alzley got save number 8. Alexis Diaz save number 28. And Josh Hader save number 24. And in terms of closers to pitch outside of save situations or blow their saves, Jordan Romano pitched the ninth in a tie game and surrendered a walk-off to Teoscar Hernandez. And then Paul Seawald pitched in the top half of that ninth inning and earned his third win upon Teoscar's walk-off. But if you'd like a breakdown of the notable relief pitching performances from Friday, check out the Daily Reliever Ranks article over on PitcherList.com. And before we look forward to today's games, we're going to take a quick break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. 
Now we'll look forward to Saturday, July 2nd, a day in which we'll have 16 games because the Red Sox and the Mets will be resuming their suspended game from yesterday. My matchup of the day is Max Scherzer versus James Paxton in the game that was actually scheduled for today. That's two guys that are past their primes but still are pitching really well this year. That'll be fun to watch. In terms of probable starters, we've got 11 guys in the auto start tier, including both Scherzer and Paxton, as well as Garrett Cole versus the Royals, Shane McClanahan versus the Orioles, and Kevin Gaussman in Seattle. We've got three guys in our probably starts tier and five in the questionable starts tier and that's where we'll find our streamer of the day in Matt Manning versus the Padres. He's gone back-to-back scoreless outings and the Padres lineup has not been as dangerous as we thought coming into this season. I'd also keep an eye out for Miles Mikolas in Chicago. He could survive six innings but this is not really the best day for streaming outside of Manning. In terms of hitter suggestions I would say Brewers hitters versus Alan Winnens in his MLB debut. He's a righty so I'd target left-handed hitters and starting pitchers really usually don't perform well in their debut so that's why I'll be targeting these Brewers left-handed hitters. I'd also look at Diamondbacks and Reds hitters in Great American Ballpark. It's an amazing ballpark to hit in. The Arizona starter is yet to be announced and the Reds are sending out Southpaw Brandon Williamson who owns an ERA over five so go get yourself some Diamondbacks righties like Evan Longoria and Emmanuel Rivera. And now we'll close things out with our relievers to watch. Pete Fairbanks has pitched on back-to-back days so Jason Adam will be called upon today if a save situation arises. Jordan Romano has pitched on consecutive days but so has setup man Eric Swanson. So Nate Pearson or Tim Meza could be deployed depending on matchups for the Blue Jays. Ryan Presley has pitched in each of the past two days and Brian Abreu is more likely than Hector Neris to act as a closer today because unlike Neris, he didn't pitch yesterday. And lastly, Paul Sewald has gone on consecutive days. So Andres Munoz will act as the temporary closer today for the Mariners. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to PitcherList.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including fantastic players pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord to interact with PitcherList staff and members of the community, as well as to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler. Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast and make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.